0: Welcome once again to the All of Life podcast, where we are advancing the claims of Christ into every area of life. We are guided in this mission by the Proverbs. The Proverbs give us, from Jesus himself, wisdom for how to live. Wisdom how to live the daily life. So, today's proverb is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. We have a proverb here dealing with the use of our tongue and the sort of a life that that use of tongue can build for us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. I'll start with the bad news. This uh, beautiful proverb has been misappropriated by prosperity preachers. That's right, uh, the ever-growing prosperity gospel movement. And unfortunately, I hate the fact that they have to uh, take the word prosperity. That's a great uh, biblical word. But the prosperity gospel, as it is commonly referred to, is a blend of, of several um, false religions, a blend of transcendentalism, Christian science, mind control techniques, and the American dream. And in its uh, conquest of evangelicalism, you know, it's spreading all over the world, in its conquest of evangelicalism, it will often co opt a biblical term or a biblical phrase. It'll take a term from the Bible and infuse that biblical term with a new age meaning, with a new meaning, but a new meaning that comes from mind control techniques or Christian science or transcendentalism. Then it will d- disseminate the new and, you know, quote unquote, biblically validated teaching to immature Christians. It really is colonizing churches. It's, it's already colonized entire denominations and it's spreading all over the world. Proverbs 18.21 is one of its more recent victims. In the prosperity worldview, just think through this with me, in the prosperity gospel worldview, the tongue has the power to create and shape destiny. It's um, This is not, of course, what this proverb is teaching, but What is believed in mind control and uh, in Christian science and transcendentalism is that the mind and and the use of the tongue has the ability to shape the future, to shape one's destiny. It has the power to alter not only the metaphysical world, but the physical world as well. To speak, quote, life over another is to speak positive confessions over another person or over oneself in order to determine certain desired results. But the Christian must remember that we do not approach God through mental or verbal techniques. God is not a force. He is a Father. We pray to Him. We don't manipulate Him with positive words. Hebrews chapter 5 makes it plain that baby Christians are unskilled in the Word and do not have their powers of discernment honed. And so if you add to that reality regarding baby Christians and the fact that they are just unskilled in the Bible, you add to that That the contemporary church's obsession with growing audiences at the expense of making disciples, as we were commanded to do. you have the perfect storm. You have baby Christians in churches that are refusing to make disciples and are instead growing audiences and, and keeping these audiences. And now we have the perfect storm. Hordes of simple babies for the hucksters to manipulate. So, anyway, let's grow some discernment by considering what this proverb actually means. The meaning of the proverb is not very far from any of us. It's not very complicated at all. Here is the proverb in its entirety. Listen carefully as I read it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The Bible often speaks of life. It's a term. The Bible speaks of life as relational communion with God and And death is alienation from God or others. Let me say that again. Death in Scripture is not when one ceases to exist. Death is alienation. Death is being cast off or cut off or the breakdown and disintegration of relationship. Life is knowing God, being in communion with God and with others. For example, the terms abundant life and eternal life are simply ways of expressing a reconciled, ongoing communion with God. Death is alienation from God, and this death finds its ultimate end in hell, which is total alienation from God. So life, you know, quote, life, is only found in the presence of God. And if you eat of the fruit, you shall surely die. Adam and Eve weren't biologically executed on the spot. They didn't get cancer They um, weren't struck down dead when they ate the fruit. Rather, they were removed from the life-giving presence of God. Life is reconciliation in a relationship with God and others. Death is alienation. This is the Hebraic usage of the word, as opposed to a modern, more Greek understanding of the word. Uh, We can better understand this proverb now, having understood this. Um, Certain words are relationally life-bringing. That is, certain words and certain uses of the tongue have the ability to reconcile, restore, forgive, to manifest love. In other words, can take relational life. That is, they tear down, they break up, they drive wedges, condemn, accuse, marginalize, or sinfully exclude and show unjust partiality. A great example of this is in Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A whisperer separates close friends. You know, a whisperer, or a talebearer, or a gossip as the Bible calls it, divides close friends. That is, he speaks death. Like God, we use words to reveal ourselves so that others might know us and thereby form relationships with us. But unlike God, we use our words to tear down and burn bridges connecting us to others. And it is this power, this double-edged sword, this power of the tongue to build up or to burn down that this proverb is addressing. In our phone calls, our emails, our texts, in our interpersonal conversations, our tongue is powerful, and it has within it the power to establish relationship or to tear it down. As Americans, we have free speech, but as Christians, we are in bondage to the law of love and to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know how many people it takes to split a church? Well, it takes two, one with a mouth and one with an ear. As James says, How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. You know, you have a a guy rolling down the street, and he flicks his cigarette out of the car window. It lands in the ditch. Just that tiny little flame is enough to start an entire forest fire. This has been proven. This has happened. And this forest fire could rage, burn down entire communities. This is how powerful the tongue can be. A person who runs their mouth without wisdom, who perpetually gossips, slanders, misconstrues, complains, breaks up their relationships, destroys their friendships, and brings alienation and death to all those around. And, and here's the rest of the proverb, they will eat the fruit thereof. That's right. What goes around comes around. The antisocial seeds they have scattered will induce seeds and bear the fruit of broken relationships. They will lay in the antisocial and lonely bed that they made with their mean and nasty tongue. But rather, we should greet one another as Jesus did. Peace be with you. This peace, that reconciled and restored harmony between God and man. Peace. That peace and that reconciled relationship that Jesus died for, that he purchased with his own blood. This is what we ought to build on. This is what we ought to continue to maintain and establish while we live our lives among one another. To speak life is not some mystical technique whereby we take the reins of reality and alter it for our success, our health, or our God dreams. To speak life is to obey all that God commands regarding the right, true, and beautiful usage of the tongue, especially when it comes to the folks around us. I'm Brandon Neely, and I hope that's a blessing to you. You can connect with me on uh, email at brandonneely at gmail.com or on Facebook. Like I said, the meaning of this is not far from us. This is just one of the many proverbs that help us learn how to restrain and redirect our tongue for the purposes of the relationships around us. Ironically, the fruit of an antisocial, gossipy, discontent tongue is that you're going to alienate yourself from the church and from your pastors and from wise teachers, and consequently, you're going to make yourself an even greater target for the hucksters who twist this very verse. Have a blessed day.